0: When you first got to the league, who's the first person to bust your at? It was Sam
1: Cassell, man. Our first game it was my first game. Two point, am am? Two point cases. Man, we was we was all together. He was telling me about the league the night before. You know, the veteran, U-ha, and um, <laughs> my adrenaline. My adrenaline. And Plus, he won two championships here, so he probably, you know, he probably wanted to put the heat on me anyway because he won yeah. the chips. This you know young fella was coming, but. It was the first game that was welcome to the NBA. Straight up.
2: How many times did he get you with that pump fake? With the pump fade?
1: <laughs> A million. I'm just like, don't jump.
0: Don't jump. Screen and roll, pull up at the free throw line. Just two points.
1: Did he post you up? I mean, of course. You already know that. He's not going to jump that high, but he still going to get that shot off no matter what. Yo, 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 live
2: on location, me and the blackest one, I still saying our ass safely at home here in Orlando. But today, live on location from Sugar Land, Texas, H-Town shouty. We got a very special guest, man, one of the best to ever do it in the NBA. Legend. A.K.A. Wink Dog, representing the DMV area, one of the all time greats in my former teammate, City. We got Steve <laughs> Franchise Francis. Appreciate you for pulling up on us, my Appreciate boy.
1: Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. The Maserati slowed down for you this week. It's so cool. <laughs> Straight up.
2: <laughs> Word. <laughs>
0: Tacoma Park, Maryland, man. Like we usually start off, you know, talking about high school, but like, man, I feel like like your journey and, uh, and your game is just a product of the streets. You know what I'm saying? They ain't just start off in high school. We need to tell a little bit more before high school. So like, just tell us about just growing up in Tacoma Park and the, the environment and just how it was in there, how you got to
1: playing this game. I think um, just like y'all, like everybody, you got to have a support system um, when you're young. And either fortunately or unfortunately, a lot of us didn't grow up with, with the wealth or we didn't have the access to have, um, you know, shoes or the, the, the best outfits to go. So we made shift. We played in the streets. We played in the alleys. We played in our rooms. I know y'all did the same thing. Right so it started there. Um, then as I grew up and just... Just something else to do to be be hanging with the older guys. And I, you know, kinda um took heed to playing basketball and football, you know. Um, so that's how I kinda started playing like that, my brothers and stuff.
2: Tell me when you first started to realize like, you know what I'm saying, I'm 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 kinda all right at this game. I, I could be, you know what I'm saying, like was it was it the neighborhood kids started recognizing
1: your partners or how what was it for you? Um, I think and I was like I think I was 13. We had a uh, AAU tournament at Cold field House, and at the time, I think Walt was playing, there, OG Wiz was playing, somebody was playing. Walt wow, OG. There. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm short. I'm like five three, five four. I'm playing for Kingman. We're playing there in front of all the, you know, the older, the older guys, and um, it's like eight seconds left. And my coach, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the best player in the team. But I asked the coach to give me the ball. He gave the ball to me, man. I was thirteen, and I had a four point play at the top at Coldfield, I was at thirteen to me at the time, or anybody that was big, right? Right there, I was just looking around, saying like, maybe I could play here one day. God, God willing, I was able to play at that same gym and make three pointers from the top of the key, like it was
0: nothing. Word. When I was younger, like when I was like thirteen, because I was tall as hell. When I was like Thirteen and stuff. I was playing in a pro am, playing against Anthony Bonner and Larry Hughes and all these greats from from my area. And it it molded my game. It made me tougher. It made me everything. Especially when the they was betting and all that stuff. Cause you know when they betting, you can't get out there and fuck up. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Cause the first thing I'm like, damn, young fella, why I picked the young dude? You know oh. what I'm saying? But it molded our game to get better. Tell us some of the experience you had, like, on the outside court or whatever when the, when you was playing with the grown folks and molded you to be who you are.
1: Man, just growing up, y'all know, watching Moochie play, right? I'm I'm, I'm, Mucci. I'm looking at Moochie and, and Greg Jones and Kurt. I'm looking at Moochie and I'm like, man, what do they do that I don't do? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not their size. I know that they're in high school and things like that. So how they getting all this credit on the street? So they going to everybody court and they busting everybody in. Right. They going, they going around beating everybody else. And So, you know, you got to take your hits when you're young. Because, uh, I heard so many stories about you in Chicago. That shit's crazy. <laughs> I was there with Mr. Brooks and Twan and them. I'm like, damn. I'm like, thank you. But same way, man. So, you know, you got it. You got it. And, you know, my older brothers, they were, you know, they were, Scared for me to play against the bigger boys, but you know, they let me play. So just being able to go out there and see those guys put on those shows for me, man. It's just always enlightened me to try to do something.
2: How did it come that you went to six high schools and only ended up playing in two games your whole time? How does that happen? It's a whole lot of practicing. Man, one well, <laughs> nah, that boy know, like that like, out there like Gucci and like to shoot dices. He out there, <laughs> look, he doing <laughs> that.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that boy out <I> there, <laughs> six high schools. Tell me what the hell did <laughs> that-, so that
1: happen? So look, when I when I went to my freshman year, went to the same school that everybody from the neighborhood went to. Um, I wasn't as tall. I wasn't as developed as a basketball player. I was more in football. So you know, I went to. Uh, High school, my freshman year, got swamped by say, all them girls. Got swamped by Steven <laughs> study hall. Got swamped, you know. Like this ain't junior high no more. So grades wasn't good the first semester. I was straight. I couldn't make it that time. So second semester, I got my grades up. The second semester, the next year of school, I got my grades up. The morning team bought sophomore year. So I'm on boss playing me like one or two minutes or something like that. Boom. So I'm. Frustrating in the school, you know, going home to poverty and stuff like that, going home to the streets and knowing that the school, you know, I, I really was, I was just more focused on basketball at the time, you know, because that was what I thought could, could get me, you know, to where I wanted to be. So playing on the Boston team, not, not getting any time. So I'm frustrated, bro. So what I do, get in trouble in the school get in trouble in school, get a spell for 10 days, get kicked off the team. Damn. And um, that was the end of my, my high school career right there. So.
2: It's boom, 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 bouncing around.
1: Yeah, so then after that, we moved, transferred to school, couldn't play there because transferred too late. Then we moved back, transferred back to the same school. That. So that's once it wasn't six different schools, whatever everybody say. So it was the same school I transferred, yeah. and then after that, uh, when my mom passed, I tried prep school in Connecticut, Milford Academy. I never forget that. How was that? Was that your first
2: time being away from the crib on your own? Hell
1: yeah! <laughs> now, hell yeah! Now that I think of it, yeah, it's a train ride up from DC to Connecticut. Yeah, but to be in a I was in Maybury, bro. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm killing them. We play MCI, St. Thomas, all of those yeah. schools. I'm, we pre-gaming them, and I'm having like 50. Some of the players that went on to play at college, they, they successfully did it, but I couldn't afford the books. And, you know, they're going to try to get the best player. there. It sold me a dream about the scholarship, so I like man, I'm taking the train back home. <laughs> it's like, look, man, I ain't gonna keep wearing this tight ass suit not going to be able to play, don't have the books and all these things. So I was like, I'm going to take the train back home. Went home, chilled out, man, you know, and did my thing, you know. As I said, that player should be all Otter. I was kind of lost in the streets a little bit within that period of time. I was like, man, basketball ain't for me. So you know how that is, you know, growing up. A lot of people I know just – Stay in that zone like basketball was the form, so they continue to do what they were doing. Doing the other stuff, I was like, You got your GED, that's
0: why I wanted to ask you. Got your GED. What made you still believe basketball was like the way? Was that like your, like, you know, growing up in the hood? Like, that's that, them, them four lines, man. That'd be like your safe zone. I can't go to jail, I can't get in trouble. The most you can do is put me on the bench or give me a tech. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and
1: then once I see some of my boys getting locked up, going to jail, six feet under, I was like, yo, ho ho you know, my uh my, my elementary coach, he talked to me, some other coaches, Coach Wilson, you know, Clay Dave, like oh, all these guys I was like, yo, you got talent. So I was like, all right, let me try again. And then I just started playing again, man, and then the, 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 the drive came back and I started getting a little bit taller, so that's the confidence. Mustache girls, <laughs> here, <I> mean, <laughs> So,
2: yeah.
1: so how,
2: how did you end, how did you end up at the JUCO? Was this was this about a help with like you said, some of the coaches and some of the people? Yeah,
1: it was, it was I played AAU for Team Maryland. Um, we had a lot of guys going to big time schools at the time. Uh, we went down to Florida and played in the tournament down there. Man. And um, I played pretty good in this country. We from Pasadena, Texas, to right in right the corner from where I live at now. Like, hey, you want to go to school to Texas? I, I ran from this guy, man. I ran. And um, I didn't really talk to him, so the AAU coach was talking to him, talking to him. And I get back home, and the coach like, man, this man really wants to talk to you. So we flew up talked to my grandmother, talked to my coach, and then my grandma was like, I was like, mom, I'm not going. She said, what else you going to do? I was like, uh. So then that, that's when I made the decision to go there, got my gv and then to start booking in the college system.
0: When I seen the highlights of you in college, when they show some of the old footage, the way you dunking that, ma, when did you start dunking? Like, what What? What?
1: age? Soon as I, so I got out of the poverty, got, got out of D.C. We got the So I when had. you
0: got to college, you started dunking like that?
1: I was dunking a little, little bit, but not like that. Because down there, I had an open over- I, I was homesick, so I would go to the gym day and night just to not think about going home. So I would practice dunks uh with my boy, y'all know Alex scales. You know he would yeah, yeah, yeah. he would show me some dunks. Alex was dunking, he is dunked still, probably. And, um man would be in there practicing all night with dunks.
2: Man. That boy got the trick shots down, pay yeah. that's time. why your calves was
0: that's why your calves was like that. I'm looking
2: at what the no calves they no calves. <laughs> hey, look though, tell tell me, tell me about the game when you had the, the quadruple double against Trix, oh, Tom Marion and is uh, down there. Like, tell me about like, a, like what? Tell me about that game. Cause Tricks was a boy, cause Tricks was, was one of the top dudes out there. I remember him, he, he was, one. Yeah, he <laughs> top, he was <laughs> a top Juco player, yeah.
1: I think I might have been two, three, Paul McPherson. I think Paul was yeah, like, oh, oh, was there. Yeah, there, P- Kennedy King P-Mac. in Chicago. Oh, P- yeah, you was I'm shitting that bitch, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, at Paul, how the hell can you dunk like
0: this? Hey, boy, look like a <laughs> linebacker,
1: boy. Look like an hey, action, look
2: like a... Remember when you could see the WCW, WWE action figures? <laughs> that boy looked.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. And I'm like, man, and um, you know, that whole A, uh, I mean, that whole uh, junior college circuit. So they, I think they were ranked number one, right? So we put up on the bus, we drive to Indiana. And I knew, I, I seen them all over than I was like, damn, they tough. And Tricks wasn't checking, me, though. Know, I think he was like three or four. I was playing one or two. But uh, man, that was a sense game, man. There was so many college scouts there. That's what I was to uh, say, like, after that guy I quadruple I, like, double, I, 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 I very, I, he got the tape, he said he was gonna give it to me, but I just, I just remember just, can't let you that know, footy go. Can't let that footy go. <laughs> all out there because they said that was the best team. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: So. That's when it's the best when you do it on the top dogs. When you come in there and do it on the top dog, that's when that's when it really, it really getting on. It's really certified when you do it on the top dog. Was it no question, Merlin, or did it somebody else almost get you?
1: Coach Samson, Calvin Samson. He was at Oklahoma. Mm. Coach Barnes was at mm. Clemson. Um, John Thompson like I told the story he, he said he couldn't take another behind Allen, so he, he didn't want me to be at home so he su- suggested I go to school away from D.C. so I was like you know Walt I, I I always wanted to go there so I was like yeah I'm going to just go to Maryland but um, I did think about the league they told me Don, Don Nelson was going to draft me I think with the 28th pick. that was the same draft that Jason Williams got drafted there so I thought about it but Going to Maryland was more of a treat than playing the NBA
0: at the time. Oh, it was the best thing because that 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 year at Maryland. Oh my God, that, bro! That's what that's what I oh, want to know. Oh my God, kinda, bro! Like you like did that?
2: What splashed on? Like how was that for you coming from? Everything that you've been through in D.C., you know what I'm saying? Not really playing in high school, you know what I'm saying? Moving back and forth between schools, going and you know what I'm saying, Juco. And now you at Maryland, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of the, like, if you from D.C., everybody know Maryland. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you at the at the major university, and then you you about to make your splash. How was that for you? Like, was it a culture shock getting to the university? It
1: was, it felt like I belonged there, despite the, the path that I that I was, on, you know, I had good grades in high school until, you know, my later, towards my later years. But it felt like I belonged there. But when I felt like I really did, not just because you hit Q, but that time we played at the BB&T tournament at the uh, NCI Center. And that was a homecoming to me. Like, all those games that you played, you always wanted to play right here. And to be able to win that tournament, then um, beat the brakes off of y'all.
2: Time out. Time out. It wasn't no beat the breaks. Number one, it wasn't no beat the breaks. And, uh, and look, it's crazy. It look, it's crazy because it, you know like, they say that. You I know, know. Gonna say something. nah. Cause yeah. time
0: out. It's crazy. Let the, the man that's... talk. Let the man talk. Let him finish his story.
2: Go ahead. I go after that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. So
1: beat come, the, oh, we started they, off at they, beat
0: the breaks, Alpha. That's what you said Beat and the, and the breaks, the break off the break so
1: They said they got this fresh Q and beat these centers. I'm like, what? What? They coming to play us? I'm like, all right, cool. So I see them warming up, so they put this little short dude on me. I forgot it. Sean
2: (laughs) Berno, the Berno. I
1: was like, "Oh, they ain't gonna put one of the big guys on me." So (laughs) after they put one of the big guys on me, so I see Q down there playing. Moses Malone ball, tapping the ball off the backboard. Yeah, Yeah.
0: to itself
1: all that extra. You know what I'm saying? All that extra
0: padding the stats. stats. That's all it was. Padding his stats.
1: He's trying to go to the league right now. (laughs) Hey, hey. (laughs)
0: He sure get an extra three or four a game off just tipping yeah, to himself.
1: that game, and I'm just like, t why Terrence Moore's boxing out, man. But yeah, man, that that tournament right there for me. That everybody in the city was nationally televised. Uh, we played Stanford in that tournament. Um, we won that game, and um, we, we went on the We went on to win, I think, our first ten, eleven games before um, we lost to Kentucky. So that was. That was a good
2: run for me right there. Hold up. Speaking about that game and that tournament, I'm not going to lie, because for me, that was early in the season, you know, before, you know, uh, you start playing in your league and stuff. So that was, like, one of the early season tournaments. Like, for me, at that point right there, I knew I was out of here. I said, because, like, the next day, it was like, you know what I'm saying, like, we played George Washington the day before, then we played them. And like he said, Every NBA scout was there. It was in the NBA building. It was at the Wizards, you know what I'm saying, NCI Center. But like, they were like a top five team and they had a whole starting lineup full of everybody who was supposed to be projected to go somewhere in the league. So, I roll up in that point and do work. And I'm talking, look, this is what I remember about it. I swear to you, first of all, what about whole girls from high school? Joy Jones, Triple J, you know it. She, she went to Maryland. So the whole time, she know Warren Dixon and Leron and all, child, L.P. prop. she talking to her. Nah, my boy Q, because we went to the same high school. You know Joy, we went to Winnie She like, nah, my boy Q, about to come through. You know what I'm saying? She talking crazy the whole week. <laughs> Next day, when it's time to leave, this is what I remember. We go to the airport, bro. I'll never forget it. One of my teammates came to me. I'm on a USA Today. It was him and it was me. It was like, these two boys is gone. They out of here. I didn't even leave that year, but they had announced it after that. They was like, hey, naming. it. It was like, it's 30 some scouts here, all of this thing. They were like And these two stuck out. I'm like, Phew. I'm sitting there like, it's over with. I could go whenever I get ready. Now I knew from that day that it was over with.
1: That just gave me chills because I, I didn't know that you noticed that, man, because I was like, I'm looking, I see me, I'm on the front with like this. I remember- dunking that and thing. You and you in the
2: layout. I said, yes, dead serious. Yeah.
0: Like you at Maryland and you in the ACC. So in the ACC got North Carolina and it got Duke. We all then grew up and seen some North Carolina and some Duke games, but like, how was it when you had them times to, uh, the first times when you had to play against the historic North Carolina, the historic Duke and Mike Szeski and, you know, a history within them? How was it when you played going it into was them games? Of those
1: things were tough. You know, Elton was yeah. there, at Trajan, um, yeah. well, Duke and then North Carolina, Dakota, um, and some other guys. So, it was it was tough, man. Just the mystique of those teams going to Duke, going to Chapel Hill. I wanted to go to North Carolina, but um, they had Ronald Curry at the time. So I, I had, you know, for me, it was just I, I get to play against the, the best competition on t- TV, and every the world gets to judge now. Um, so that was a challenge for me. But you know, playing against Duke, Coach K, he put a boxing one on me. Had Chris Carrol. Oh, that. Chase, <laughs> oh, that. One on YouTube, we had a boxing one on Q, yeah. We put a boxing one on Q, yeah. It got, 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 got a guy
2: out of pocket like that, it got, got real, <laughs> yeah.
1: We had a boxing on you. I remember that, and uh, yeah. So we went in, we're in Duke, man. And all these people, all the fans are yelling, G E D, really. And I'm here, I'm and it was just the arena.
0: I heard that chant before all. And, <laughs> <"S-A-T-G-E-D-O." laughs> <laughs> and they just yell it, yell
1: it, yelling. And I'm just like, wow, this, this is real tobacco road. Man. I love that.
2: I love I got my shot to go up in Duke and Hoop. I look, the the, the little fans, it's so funny when you underneath the little stands. You when they get there early, you try and get dressed and they up there doing their little drrrms. I said, yeah, it's cool. I did my work though. We lost. We took a L. Somebody banked the three. From the top of the key, bro, a center banked the three from the top of the key, clutch moment of the game. That's how we lose. And this was Jay Wheel. Now We played Elton m two uh, at United Center the year before, though. So I had my, I had my little, you know. Duke felt me. Elton felt what was going on.
1: Hey, now, this is a little Q album, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, I- now, look. When I used to see Q bullying him, I was
2: just like, ah, man. <laughs> man, you know, he... Don't say that too much. D-Miles don't like to give me no credit on him, man. He always said, I couldn't play no defense, and I ain't get a lot of dunks on nobody, so... Yeah, but I remember
1: he used to have the help side. Hey,
0: you remember how Coutinho used to bust that boy ass? That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that dirty left, <laughs> L-. <laughs> You know, was his ass, that dirty
0: left. <laughs> I,
2: I, I didn't told Coutinho myself. He was my teammate in the big three, and he is responsible. My first two years, probably for about 50% of my turnover. (laughs) But after that second year, you saw when I went home to Chicago and got with Tim Grover at
0: Hoops, the whole summer was keep the ball here, and I got over that. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Hey, when I got drafted, uh, New Jersey had the first pick, Vancouver had the second pick, and the Clippers had the third pick. So it was a a 50-50 chance that I was going to get picked number one, me or Kenyon Martin. So at the last five minutes before they, well, two minutes before they decided to uh, pick, they chose Kenyon Martin. So my mama was like, my child is not going to no Vancouver. So they better not pick him. And looking at my agent. So it, they called, but they like, no, nah, we don't want another Stevie franchise moment, so we gonna, uh, we gonna pass on him and get Strowmire. Yeah, and I yeah, ain't yeah. even work out for the Clippers and I got picked from the Clippers third. So when you got drafted, where did you want to go? Because I know you didn't want to go there, but where did you really
1: want to go? I definitely wanted to go to Chicago, man. I I, I went there, I went to Deerfield, me and my brother, we looked at places there. Um, the whole mystique of me wearing number 23, and like, I was excited. <laughs> I was like, yeah, crowds winding down me, took me to every place in Chicago. And uh, it was, to me, I thought it was a go, but you know, Things didn't work out. So I knew Vancouver wasn't going to draft me. I told them. Yeah. So we were in depth with conversations with Charlotte, with Coach Paul Silas and talking to them. And uh, so Vancouver flew to DC, came to meet me at the prime, and They said, you got to wear a jacket. So I came straight from the workout, straight from the gym. I was like, man, I told them I don't want to be there because uh, actually Chimiko had a game in DC. The message was playing. I was like, I want to go to the game instead of meet with Stu and Brian Hill. <laughs> So I'm like, I, I was like, yo, I just had my gear on, so they gave me a jacket there. I sat that meeting with, with my agent there for like five minutes. I'm like, yo, I'm gone, man. Because I didn't want to shoot them no BS and try to say that I think I feel comfortable playing there. So I rolled up.
0: Man. One more thing about about draft. When I got drafted, Houston had the ninth pick, and I went to visit Houston and worked out with Houston, and I fell in love with Rudy Yeah, T. we went there
2: together. And just
0: to... The- and just the the just the environment of just how Houston was, just the city, and just you know how cool Rudy T was. So I wanted them to move up to actually get me. How was Rudy T coming in? It
1: was it was such an easy transition because he 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 wanted to know what what I like, what positions he's he's at the time he had Scotty Akeem, Charles Barkley. Uh, All those guys. So when he traded for me and had me with Hakeem and uh, and Charles, he sat me down and explained, hey, they're going to try to demand the ball, demand the ball from me all the time. But I still want you to learn how to be a player in this league. You know, they demanded. He said, I'm going to let you make your own judgments. And, you know, at times those veterans, they didn't like that I would keep the ball. But, you know, I knew that they were kind of in and out of the game. So it kind of helped me early on learn how to be a floor general. By him let me, you know,
2: have the ball. How was that, though, to come in, you, you coming in as a rookie, you know what I'm saying, and you you playing with these guys you've been looking up to forever, like like Dreams. top 50 players, like <laughs> not just like, you know what I'm saying, all-star. Like, all star. Like these time. are like all-time <laughs> legends in the game, like Charles, uh, Hakeem, Scott, like these is top 50 greatest all-time. Like how was that to play alongside those guys as a, as a rookie coming in the dough?
1: It took me probably time to all-star break. Like after the dunk contest to really know the magnitude of the people I was playing with, because you know your rookie year everything is new. You're not used to yeah. the travel. You're not used to eating like that. So everything is new, and I'm learning this on on the whim. Not used to the plane, so I didn't really have time early on just learning the, the media schedule, the, the city. that we had to go do autographs and like all the things that come with it that consumes your time besides the actual game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had to, you know I had time to think off. Start breaking people like yo you get an autograph from Keane, and I'm like, man, I don't get it for myself. You right. know what I'm saying? I never, I'm not gonna ask him, you know, so I wait till he leaves something and I ask Keith, the trainer, hey, man, can I take that in? Go ahead, ask him. But uh, it, it was overwhelming, man, and the professionalism, the way that King showed me, um, really stuck with me to this day. As far as Chuck, man, he just, I don't know. He yeah.
0: <laughs> Speaking of the All-Star break, I remember being in high school watching that all star weekend and like the last twenty years has been because of that all star weekend, y'all dunk contest. The last twenty years of dunk contests and then the Jack Zach Levine's and the Aaron Gordon's and all this exciting that we've seen because it's been y'all cause y'all brought it back. You know what I'm saying? It was it was hot in the eighties, early nineties, then it kind of died down. And then you, Vince and T Mac, like brought that back? Like, looking back on it now and how everybody appreciate that All-Star weekend and that dunk contest, even though you didn't win, how do you feel about that?
1: I got to see the celebrities I wanted to always see. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was at the game. I was able to sit bump shoulders and be in that, that whole bubble atmosphere. This is what it's like to be a professional athlete, businessman, role model, and all those things at once. And it comes at you fast, as you guys know. And I wasn't really overwhelmed. Like I said, I, I I felt that I belonged, but I I just felt so happy that I was able to step in with Dr. J, you know, even though they weren't at the I mean they, they weren't in the dunk contest, but just to know that they did this before their life was, you know, me. yeah. I, I I
2: can I can remember like watching that and just saying like, yo. I just – I could literally remember I just was playing against him last year. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, like, this is, like – you know what I'm saying? Like, to see – you know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. It was less than six months ago. I just played you at the BB&T joint, and now, you know what I'm saying, I'm watching it real time. I could have went to the draft. I didn't go. I watched all y'all boys from Elton to to you. All y'all get drafted. Now I'm watching you like, oh, this man is at the center stage right now. Like, you saying, you you in the bubble atmosphere, but, like, now – The same way I'm sitting at home, you got the people clamoring over you like, yo, this boy putting on like, so when you walk through the lobby, it's going nuts. I already know. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like that was like a complete, like how was that to experience that on that level to like go from watching the show and watching the event to like now you, you center stage, you are the show.
1: Is any like any rookie thing that you do, like you're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna be too early, you're gonna be too late, you're gonna <laughs> sign your grades, you're not gonna sign up, you're gonna wear something different. So, right. you know, you know the learning curve is all about what you make it. And I, I mean you, of course you're gonna have veterans who gonna try to show you, but normally some veterans gonna be clever in their own way to lead you the wrong way to laugh at you. Right <laughs> up. You know leads you right into mean, the door. <laughs> The bus is at eight, really the bus is at nine or it might be at seven. Right, yeah. Throw so you off and sit in the back of the bus and laugh. Right. So, you know, I know y'all had so many experiences like that, you know, man, but that molds you to the NBA life. Man, I think that's some of the things that humbled a lot of us, that it was a unity of brothers that y'all all time.
2: How did you feel when you, when you were gonna be the cover boy on ESPN was like, and you know, you in Houston, they got you up there with Destiny. So I could remember that joint coming out, like, man, this boy Biggest all over in the world. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you, and you right there. Like, how was that? Like, not
1: just you Houston, know for you, like, like, like
2: Houston, like <laughs> that. Like that meant something for the city. Like, how did that feel for
1: that? I think I think that they looked at it as a city, and I mean, of course, ESPN looked at it in a way as a new birth for Hakeem. You know uh, about you know on his way out, mm-hmm. and they basically you know, it's a young talent for the, for the organization and the city. Of course, Destiny Child blowing up at the same time. Uh, so, I mean, why not? You know, and this was starting to build up. A lot of the economic growth was starting to come with, you know, us bringing mm-hmm. money to the city and getting ready to build the Toyota Center. So I think it was a great marketing plan by both ESPN and the Rockets and whatever, uh, you know, company that the, uh, Destiny Child was with.
2: First of all, to be in the league is a small fraternity, a small percentage, but the percentage gets so much smaller when you talk about those of us, not just in the NBA, but in sports, who get to have a signature shoe. You had a, you know what I'm saying, a, a signature shoe for however many years. Like how was that for you being that kid that came from the corner, you know what I'm saying? doing whatever you did and you growing up buying, you know, everybody, we always too poor to want to get Jordans in the best shoes, but like, now you got your own shoe. How was
1: that for you to get a, you know, to get your branded shoe? It was overwhelming for me, man. You know, just to, to help design my own shoe, to help, uh, you know, be in the same talk with other guys like Michael Jordan's signature shoe. Uh, at the time, Charles Barkley, Penny's, Gary Payton, kids. Uh, all the legendary shoes came out around that time, Rasheed's shoes came out, Allen's shoes. So uh, for me to have my safe signature shoe, I think Kobe was what Adidas mm. at the time. So um, I was happy, man. And if you ever noticed, I think my third, fourth year with them, I would, uh, every city we win, the color of my shoe would change. So we in LA, I would have a black and yellow or black and red against you guys. So, that was always a good thing for me, and, and, and you know the sponsorship for my grassroots programs is always great. Yeah,
0: that's dope, man. One of my favorite highlights your rookie year. Uh it's against my man, our homeboy, and I and I hate to even put my man out there, but I gotta talk about this because every time I see it, it's just like, damn, my man T Hood, Southern Illinois representative, my guy, Ill State representative. I know you see this highlight. They probably show this. They probably send this highlight to you every day on your Instagram or something like that. Take us back to that highlight of the mix-up with T-Hood.
1: Honestly, I was mad at y'all y'all too about nothing probably. Y'all just probably had too much fun at Houston. Y'all was probably showing off or something. So I remember Obina Kesey went to Maryland. He was sitting on the floor. He was talking cash trash to me, man, cash trash. And I just remember looking at the bench and that, was Coach Gentry your coach? Yeah,
0: this was the year before. This was the year before. This is the year before we got there. They had the other jerseys. So they had Keith Klaus and all them on the
1: squad. They had them old
0: school clipper jerseys. This was the year before we got there, your rookie year.
1: My bad. I don't let's just say like all the clips. Every clipper was on that bench. Every
0: clipper enemy. (laughs)
1: Everybody was just yelling on the side. And I was just like, man. I think old candy was on the bench on the side. Ola Candy was on that, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man, wasn't just practicing something earlier. So he was playing that, that tough D, that, that D, like, I'm trying to strip. And he, and he, he got to hit a couple of shots on me, too. So he just left me on the island. I told Walt, forget the pick. And I was like, man, I'm going to just try something. Over. And I knew Big Keep Cross was right there. I knew I wasn't going to dunk him from that far. So I just stopped and just pulled up. But as far as the moves, I didn't plan it. It was just the weight of my body and the rhythm that I was in. You know what I'm saying? I didn't plan that. It was just the way that he was playing. Yo, that was one
2: of the craziest mix-ups, boy. Period. Like that was crazy. Hit them with a whole lot of hands on your knees, raising your little headsies and everything. Yeah,
1: I was just like, man, what? When I seen it back, it, it, it just seemed like it went like that. Just like you got any movie you do, just so fast, you never really, but you ain't have to bag back out and yeah, then you you just come up, back you with the fire. You, you, you ain't gonna, you gonna get away with started, that You shit. Hold on, hold on, we got
2: a problem. <laughs> We're gonna start this <laughs> thing over with. I'm gonna run it back and then, ha 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 ha. And then, twist the legs. Yeah, when you did the float, I said, Man, he didn't did a little chop kick. I said, hey, he, he all out of pocket, man.
1: <laughs> that was obedient, the ever on that sideline, man? <laughs> man. <laughs> you know, and they just wanted to, you know. Every, back then, we looked for highlights, win or loss, because you know we were both both teams were in rebuilding. You know when y'all started this and all of that, like we're in rebuilding. If you don't have fun, like I said, the morning man, if you don't have fun, where you work at, man, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. You got to be able to be yourself. You know, to blow some of that that negative energy away from.
0: I want to ask you, uh, like I'm, I'm big on systems, like with coaches, coaches, what system they run. All y'all plays was just ISO. Because, like, every time Listen. we play, y'all, it's Iso Mo Taylor, Iso Wall, Iso Coutinho, D-map. Iso Steve. D-map. Iso Moochie.
2: Like, this is what ISO, you heard. It, it was it it Iso, this is what you heard. This is what you heard. Shake one. Hey,
1: shake, shake, shake two. Shake. Shake one, shake three, shake four,
2: How you gonna shake. Day. Hey, they shake Mo <laughs> Taylor and he ice on Mark and hit him with the left and right and go crazy. I said, hold on, dog. They shaking Straight anybody up. out here. Just shake. Rudy come on like that. Shake four. Shake shake three. I'm like, hold on. I'm stuck over here with Catino. He he all this and I'm stuck. I'm looking around. there ain't nobody here but him. Everybody standing <laughs> over there like all hair cat. I'm like, what type of office is this?
1: Straight up. Every time we played y'all, y'all already knew because y'all told. We know y'all giving it a Mo. and every game we had to give it to him. I wasn't even worried about scoring when we played y'all. I didn't really know, and I knew y'all knew. I, was <laughs> I, was glad. Y'all I knew that I had to check
2: him. I knew it wasn't my. I say hey, I I ain't gotta go worry about uh, Catino too much tonight because they got to defer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. So it was great man. and I, and I think like uh, our 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 series against each other, even though we were at. We weren't the best team, but the baddest. I, I don't think there were blowouts. You nah. know, when we played. No, nah, I we... don't. Think there probably three or four possessions in each game. I'm talking hard hardcore games for all the years that we yeah. ever played against.
0: Like just the way yeah. y'all played and the way we played, it was like uh, it's in a, it was so sure. entertaining. You know what I'm saying? The right. way both of us played. One, one more thing I wanted to ask you about that. One of the guys I came up with. Uh, came out in my class was Eddie Griffin. You know what I'm saying? He was my guy, real cool dude, real quiet dude. How was it to play with Eddie Griffin? And, you know, no he passed away, but
1: how was it to play with Eddie Griffin? Hakeem, man, I just got your bumps again. Hakeem took him under his wing, man, and, like, he's seen the, the the capability to have him to block shots and to step out. And dream, I always <laughs> say, dream, like, man, I, I wish I could shoot like this kid. I wish I had you know, the, the length and the, the attentiveness of Eddie to be Because I used to run pick and rolls with Eddie, man. He would bail me out of so many yeah. over the shot clock, or he'll post something, find me cutting and things like that. And I, um, you know, I got a lot of his stuff in here, man, in my office. And, you know, it, it was hard for me because, uh, you know, he was one of the guys from Philly, a young kid who I think he was, he was right there in the threshold of breaking the house, oh. you know, that you, you got, that you went through. yeah. Um you know, could have went that.
0: out of high school. He chose to go to see no. He was the number one player in my class.
1: Yeah, I remember that, man. Yeah. He went to seaton hall. But when he got, I I, I just, you know what I'm saying? I wish I could have spent more time with him, but he was a good teammate and he and he wanted to play basketball. I know that. Yeah,
0: real good dude. Shout out E Grill.
2: Tell me how was it when you when you there, you know, you doing your thing and then you get you get blessed with yeah.
1: Yao like, Ming. Yao
2: Ming come through, bro. Like and then <laughs> y'all get to be like 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 it's twofold because it, it did something for y'all as a team. But like everybody know during that time the Yao Ming and the, the whole China effect, like that sent you globally go like you went crazy because you was that star next to him. How how was that the impact that, that he had coming to the team as far as a teammate? And then like how did that impact you as far as a China
1: win? I think that alone. Me was the closest I ever been to seeing a rock star. So imagine All-Star Weekend every day with the media attention, well, yeah. And the magnitude of that and the country of China that he represented. And for me, it taught me to be calm and to be patient because this man has a whole country who's depending on him to take care of their country, to be the initiator to break the barrier of the sport that they all love over there and You go to China. You see all kids on the court everywhere, day and night, trying to emulate some basketball players. But for him to take that big step, you know, I was happy for him, man. Um, just to see that.
0: How proud was you to see how y'all was like matching up with Shaq, how he was getting better every year. Yeah. That matchup. Cause that matchup was a dominant matchup, off in the show, the big guy off I'm dunking every time. And then all of a sudden, y'all hitting jumpers and He's a threat now. He made Shaq respect him, too.
1: Yeah. He was – I was just so happy because at first, I don't think that he was scared. He was more nervous how he would respond to Shaq's flurry of ducks. He knew that he couldn't, you know, overpower him, but he wanted to play good to earn his respect. Win or loss, he just wanted Shaq to know that he played hard. Yeah. And for him to get better and, you know, work on his outside game and prepare for that game – it was like seeing your brother grow up to, you know, shoot backboard shots, man. Y'all started layups, so it was a good feeling for me.
2: Yeah, I play. I played with, uh, with with Wayne Zz when we were in L.A., and he was like kind of a little older, but he knew y'all and stuff like that. And he he kind of he was always somebody that was like you say, extremely patient. He could just just be calm and like deal with anything. But like when Dodger was Dodgers one of the coolest teammates, man. Those dudes got a – they have a a quiet and a kinda like they might not want you to do it, but they be having some funny ass sense of humor, man.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And and I think some of that rubbed off, you know, I, I was I was happy and I was impressed about the the, the the calmness that he had under the pressure of playing against Shaq his first time. Um the media, people asking if you know English and all those things, we go to hotels. But I'm gonna tell you, man, one day I took them to a club here in Houston. They couldn't believe it
2: Hold like on. You walked, I was a in a you walked into a hip-hop club
1: with Yao Ming. Of course it was Moochie's idea, so you know.
2: Moochie, so talked you know, <laughs> Moochie talked him into it. Moochie talked him Of course, Moochie. Of course you did, Moochie.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, 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 this me. is the same.
2: listen, I'm not going to say what, but we all remember how he used to ride around with the Ford Excursion
1: with the videos. Yeah, and I, um, I fell asleep in
0: there
1: a lot of nights.
0: Man. <laughs> yeah. A lot of nights in the airport. We you it, uh, Houston, man. Like, one thing I loved about just y'all and y'all team, just the bond, the bond, you Moochie and Coutinho and Walt, and man, just how cool and close y'all are. Y'all, y'all remind us of us, you know what yeah. I'm saying? How cool and close we was. Just, just tell about the bond, man, how y'all just used to eat, sleep, like, like everything together, you know what I'm saying? Like I was there in Houston and having that in Houston.
1: Like you said, Walt Williams. Like they bought that Cato. Like those guys bought that whole Portland yeah. app. Yeah. because you remember when they lost to the San Antonio? That Portland team was Jermaine O'Neal, Walt, Cato, yeah. Cato, the minor my God, I forgot Cato. Shout <laughs> out Cato. The team was good enough to win a championship. So some of those players that came over from the Scotty Pippen trade that I, that was involved with myself, they bought that family orientation from me. Portland over to us. And we had a king man who's a godfather. So all of us kind of blended, but the younger group of myself, the core, Catino, and Kenny, and Mo, all of us were able, those, we were Rudy's core guys that he wanted to be together so we could make a one. Mm-hmm. Um, Similar to was San Antonio did, but they stuck with their core. And, you know, Rudy got sick and our core was kind of broken up. But that's what we heard from those guys from there, all of us to look out for each other. All,
0: all of us. You know, when we get in in the league and, you know, we want to play and score the points, but we really want to play play in the playoffs and and get on that stage. So when you first played in the playoffs in that, that first playoff
1: series, like, how was it for you? The game was faster. You know, the fouls were harder. The crowd was louder. The popcorn tastes better. Everything you wanted. <laughs> yeah, they dress better. The ticket price and the, and the games were on the line, man. And when you go to LA, your first playoff experience to play against the Lakers, I mean, what else could you want at the time with uh, Shaquille O'Neal? Rest in peace to, to Kobe, man. Like, to play those guys in your first playoff experience was unreal. And of course, you know, you get to see Jack Nicholas that you've always watched on NBC when it comes on, right. you see him. And LA. You see Magic Johnson, AC Green doing that. <laughs> yeah. And Lakers, you know? So it was it was it was definitely a great opportunity. Hey, so tell me this,
2: man. We did all us here that dealt with it. How was it for you? Like, well, you dealt with it initially, but that don't really count. How was it when you got traded from Houston to Orlando?
1: It was shocking, you know. Uh the shocking part was that I actually talked to the coach that week. I was like, if you want to trade me, let me know. No, 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 no. Why so they
0: always I, happen? Why they just can't be allowed? Everybody's well, story yes. is that. Like,
1: Why you lie to me <laughs> in my face? Like, ain't nothing I can do about you trading. Like, shit, what, what to lie about? And I'm, I'm on vacation. I'm chilling. And uh, I just see somebody like, yo, you about to get traded. I was like, yeah, right. I just told you to Jeff. He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. So then the next day, boom, on the trade line. So I'm, dang. So then I was like, who's the GM? Then they told me the general manager for the Nightmare Manager was a former guy who was a hockey guy. Uh, he really didn't know too much about basketball. So I was like, yo, look, I, I bought a Donald Trump and I don't even like Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna have to trade me. Y'all gonna have to trade me. I <laughs> yeah, called Secret Service, David, to get yeah, to I about a, it. I'm hey. going a brand new house, my dream house. Right. He said, oh, I just built my house. And I just did, Chris, I'm going to trade you now. So uh, I was I was a little torn because I just had finished. Right, right. Team. That was the real part.
0: One thing when I left the Clippers, like, I didn't see how good I actually had it. Like, how, how it was, like, I, what I was used to, how good I actually had. When I got traded from the Clippers, it was like, oh, shit, I thought every team...
1: Supposed to be like that team. Like this shit is different Go over here. to the Cavaliers. That's going from beating Root, Christian McDonald. You know that. <laughs> you
0: know <laughs> that they won 17 games last year. <laughs> like, like, like Andre Miller led the, the league in assists on the worst team in the NBA. That's what made
2: him amazing. Like so uh, I
0: lose him. I lose the assist leader. They traded me for him. <laughs> like
2: like ah. Oh. <laughs> Hey, one thing about what you said, getting traded. Like, when I got traded from Phoenix, it was the same thing, bro. I was on vacation. We had just finished. We were 62-20, and 20, the best team record-wise in the whole regular season. We we lost to the eventual world champion Spurs that year. We got eliminated by them. They went on to winning. So we feeling good. On vacation. I'm in New York. I'm doing a Jordan photo shoot a uh, commercial. It was a commercial back then cuz we had a we had a we had a photo shoot and a commercial and a video. This one Common was part of the little ad campaign Common Sense and it was me, Mello and Tio and Common in Brooklyn doing a video duh, 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 doing the commercial shoot. I went on 106 in part the next day or some the day after that get a call at like the ass crack of the morning <laughs> from my agent. The hell, you calling me for? Now, mind you, I had just played my first season in Phoenix. Like, the whole season, I was I signed a six-year deal, right? So, the first season, I'm, I ended up, we, uh, I was building a house. So, they had put me in, like, a lease house while I was building that one. House, like, seven minutes from the house I'm living in. I'm back and forth today there every day, checking out the practice, looking at the progress. But the house just got complete. They filling the pool up, right? I had a crazy pool. It was like I had my backyard was like raging rapids, Steve. I had two separate pools being connected by a lazy river. It was all that. I don't even want to talk about it because I still get emotional about it. <laughs> but it was all that, right? So look, the pool gets filled. Them some of them some of my bitches traded me the next day. <laughs> I ain't never get to go. I was supposed to go back from New York, back to, to Arizona you and be you like, play the water, and check I know. It out and be all like, before I'm just going to go over there and mess with it. I never went. I didn't go back. Next time I went back to, uh, to Arizona was for the physical because I had some insurance stuff with in my back. I had to go to New York and boom, boom, boom. But I was so mad. I was like, no, I'm going to do everything. I can't stay nowhere where they don't want me. But I was so, dull. I was so hurt. Like you said, you just built that. At least you kept your career, right? I ain't, yeah. ain't stepped toe up in there. I st- I told my people to get rid of it. I did make a nice piece of change. I made a nice piece of change off of it, though. I will say that. That was the one good thing. But, dog, that was, like, one of the disappointments of my career that I didn't get to do that.
1: I can imagine that, man. But, I, I mean, I should have known. If Kim got traded from the Rockets to go to Toronto, so, Anybody I can get traded. Straight up. Now, the big city is in the big city.
0: We on his way to the city to the city. city. Hey, hey yo city. You no, know, we always hey. wanted to play in the garden. Everybody wanted to play in the garden, the dirty garden. So like, you know, when you heard you were going to the Knicks and you was looking at the roster and you you about to go in the garden, like was you excited? Or was it like you like me going to Cleveland? Like, oh
1: shit, it's gonna be specific. Uh, me, um, I was actually playing in New Jersey the night before. Mm-hmm. The night before. Uh, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Yeah, we played against the Nets, and we uh, were staying overnight. I had some friends up from D.C. We just chilling. And uh, I was having a, a kind of an issue with Coach Brian Hill myself. Um, one, he didn't like me from the Vancouver, so I already knew. And he tried to say he didn't. He had nothing to do with the reason why he was sure So don't forget, Brian Hill is a guy who drafted me in Vancouver. Right. I got you. So, I mean, finally got, a, yeah. <laughs> he finally got your ass.
0: He's finally got your ass.
1: Nobody, of course, he's a coach. But nobody there like he's not upset about that. I'm like, really? so I'm looking at my my playing time, demeanor, everything. Everything is going down, and I know you know the White is a great young athlete, a great young time. and they're ready to build that team around the White. So. Grant, you know, Grant Hill's Grant Hills. he's a politician, he's not really going to say too much, but I mean <laughs> he's not going to say too much you play with him in Phoenix, he's a great guy Q, no. and, um I love him, you know what I'm saying, he's a good brother to me, he's always been and I wanted some action, man. I wanted coming from Houston, having a great career, a great time in Atlanta probably averaging 22 or something like that I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to play and they were, it was slowing the game down, Patino's gone, I'm there With a young white they're trying to develop. I just came from this Houston situation, and it's another year of the white development. Let's go. So, New York at the time, I didn't know them. I didn't know. What you ain't know, Cindy?
2: What did you know, (laughs) know, (laughs) know.
1: Cindy? I'm talking about, I get. You know, just get yourself into. (laughs) That ride from the New Jersey, that hotel. (laughs) I I didn't know to the garden, and I'm like, what did I just get myself into? (laughs) I'm happy that I'm in New York. I'm like, New York, New York, New York. The city, I love it. Like Vancouver, I love the city. I'm overwhelmed, I'm happy. I'm in the garden, it's a great welcoming, big press conference, and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) And it it was an experience to me. be on a team with so much potential. So much talent. So much, much star talent. Power. So Ooh, much, star yes. power. So much talent. I mean, you can pick from any position two guys who can start on any team. Mm-hmm. And when you have that type of power and you don't have the right person at the top of the totem pole from management, owners, uh captains... Yeah, and uh, you don't have all of that structure the right way. It's going to be just like you've seen in New York over the past 20 years, man. It's going to be hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And I was a part of it. And uh, the coaches kind of play with a lot of the players. They just play with a lot of guys' basketball games, mentality, talking behind your back. I was like, man, this is. So <laughs> I just stopped belonging to the city and just take it them- <laughs>
0: that <laughs> so you gave yourself to the city. <laughs> no. I, I,
2: hey. Hey, hey, out you. the best the, be, the this was the arrival of when he became city. <laughs> The man showed up one morning after belonging to the city, right? He declared, <laughs> he declared to us all, I love New York City, right? <laughs> and then first of all, he came in, he had he had, he, he was out so late he came in so early that he had to cop some new I Love New York boxes from somewhere, like straight off the, like <laughs> you know, off the street somewhere. Like on the city. He like you know, said, then he came in, he grabbed his phone, he was like, yo, yo, we used to always put the music loud on the little thing, right? My man put it on the, you belong
0: be to, to, to the city. There, said,
1: you long to. So I'm laying, I'm in the locker I'm in the trainer room, just laying on the training table. <laughs> like, yo, what was that about me from the city? I was like, man. And they were like, and I and I was talking to some veterans and some coach and the guy, they didn't, they weren't with me. I was with some of my boys from home. And I was like, yo. This is New York. We can go anywhere we want. And it wasn't like a big club or nothing like that. It was just so many different places I've never seen. Yeah, or heard that, that was when City yeah.
2: declared he came in. He was like, yo, we legit can do something any night of the week. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. <laughs> he was like, he like, I've never been nowhere where like a dead night is crazy. He was like, was nothing was going on last night. He was like, it wasn't a big party or nothing, y'all. He was like. It was crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, hey, that's coming from Orlando, As I was in Orlando. The, the only thing they were talking, about, let's go to Disney every night. And I'm uh, like, man, oh, yeah. you're just you know, out.
0: it's the crib now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So, man, when I when I was able to be in New York, man, it was something that I've always wanted to do, man, just to see the Big Apple, um, and uh, just to see so many different skills of players who mentally, like I say, mental, mentality is tough in any sport. You have to be mentally strong to take the wear and tear of coaches, travel, family, eating. You have to be very mentally strong and, um, and have a good support system. Uh, yeah. But that was, that was the mental, one of the mental toughness for me was playing in New York, just to see the talent. And it's not all about talent, it has to be some type of structure. Let, let, mm-hmm. yeah. let me
2: tell so. you one of my favorite Game memories with with you in New York, and I know you got to remember it. It was when we went back to DC, oh, and my dog like, it, cause it was like you gotta understand, bro. We was for real, like the bad news bears. <laughs> When we went, something went good. We would be like, yo, it's going good. This is crazy. Like, it, <laughs> I'm serious. It was. It, it kind of felt. I'm not like. Kind of felt like there was like anything that could go wrong went wrong for us. So it was like, bro, we went back. I remember it being a big deal. City started, had your family in town. My man hit the game winner and jumped up on the thing. It was going. Crazy. I I'll never forget that. Like, like, how was that for you? You know what I'm saying? Because it, was, Cause it was like this is a tough time like for all of us. It was a struggle that year. It was like. A, What's going on? And it was like, you know what I'm saying? I, I can remember us partying. I could remember us going out. I can remember that being like, how was that for you? Like after being traded, after Houston, after Orlando, then you get there and you back at the crib. And
1: we had that type of night that night. Cause it was dope. I mean, coming into the game, man, I was a little anxious, you know, it was snow. You I know we knew it was going to be a storm, man. And we were, we, we just had won a couple of games. We had, we were on the way to the first burp of the playoff at that time. We always taking so much criticism uh, about us not playing for Isaiah or Isaiah not believing in us. And I think at that time, me and you, um, we were shooting a lot after practice with Marlon. Yep. I think we were doing a lot of shooting with uh, Mark and we were just practicing. And we was like, how are we going to turn it around? And then we got to DC. I was like, man, I'm going to just shoot every time I got it there. And I think I probably shot with more confidence that game. Just not just because I was at home. I think where all of us were at the team, like you said, the bad news bad, And some good news came, man. And, um, you know, the last play, uh, Andre bloch I, I missed the free throw. Now, Andre Bronx missed the free throw. and gave us an opportunity with the ball, man, pushed it up. I didn't see nobody. I mean, they said there was other people open. I looked at the My tape man, chair. Had
2: one, you had one thing on your mind.
1: I'm about to get to man, the I hit the game with at home. I was like, man, forget this. I'm going. If, we, if I miss, I miss. And so I hit the sky. And, uh, man, it, it, I just ran. I seen my grandmother. I seen Q. That's all about was to say like, that. Time. I said, by the time we got some good news, we on ESPN. The Knicks gonna make the playoffs. Huh? Hey, he jumped on thing
2: like the whole team was running behind him. Nate, Rod, you already know. Like we had a team. that If it was a time to have some fun, we was gonna have it. And I'm talking about like that was a that was like one of the most fun moments. Like like period. My whole time there, like that was one of the like most exciting. Because it was like he said, we was trying to do. We was trying to do. He was at the crib. It was like, and then like. We were like the group that we were gonna get hyped for each other up inside the team. So it was like the fact we that he hit it, theory. yeah. It was like the fact that he hit it. It was like we all went crazy as hell for city. Like we was all running city. We was jumping doing the voice, running around hey city.
1: <laughs> but yeah. man, I, I, I think like you said, the camaraderie of those, of all of our, all of our memories with the Knicks. Uh, I think a lot of like Jared. He, he's on now. He's with Denver. So. You know, it was a great experience when you playing with some people that you really like.
0: Yeah. After the Knicks, you had the opportunity to go to a couple of teams, but you chose Houston.
1: I want to get back to the new house. That yeah. Get back life. to the crib. No, yeah. only- <laughs> I've been a whole lot. I'm like, man, yes, I can live here full time now. I'm going to come back and play. While you was in Houston,
0: did you feel the love of them missing you?
1: Heck yeah. I mean, to this day.
0: Did yeah, that felt good? They felt good to you. Feel
1: good. I felt comfortable like I was yeah. back home. Uh, off the court, on the court, man. I don't know what tricky Rick had up his sleeve, man. I mean, in practice. I was killing, I mean, I don't know what the issue was, man. This man bitched me. And I'm just looking like, I don't know what what you want want to do. Right. You know, so he put me in, I'm doing good. And then the crowd yelling my name. I was like, look, man, if you think that you gotta do that, I don't even wanna play, so. Uh, even though I did have mild tendonitis in my knee, just so I to to I'm gonna be honest, just so I won't be embarrassed by sitting on the bench for something I know that I'm better than, I was like, man, let me just have tendonitis surgery. Yeah. season. so, I, I was like, man, I'm not just gonna let you demoralize me by sitting me on the bench and playing me spotty moments. Play the, the mental game I'm with him. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've been through that part, so let me focus on my. Post career,
0: as I'm sitting on this bench. So, when you used to dunk, you used to your lean in was one of the best lean ins ever. Like I used, I used to lean in that jump. Like, and hey, sometimes first of all, you, time, you, out, time you, out, time out, time out, time
2: out, D-Mack, because he trying to make reference to some funny shit. No, you know what saying, not, saying, no, 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 because I was gonna you, bring that, time that time up too. Hey, to did, you remember when you dunked on Q? I did. Did I? Yeah, you got a little weak-ass dunk on me. Yeah, yeah he Orlando. his ass, First of all, it wasn't, right? even personal, yeah. it wasn't cold like he that. That's why you don't ass. even remember it. That's why he don't, <laughs> it was not cold like that. Don't I sent it to you, It Frieza, was, a, it was it an you. and one. We was in the garden. You got your So you he his, his ass. The air one, right? That was because I slighted by and slapped. In the garden. Right? Yeah, it was in the garden.
1: Like, the ball was so small. I mean, my hand's so small. That's you know, we got small hands. You got to try to rush the ball in the air. So that gave me the, the, the velocity of just throwing Same, it down. So that's why a lot of the times you see me when I, in the duck contest, I would throw it up. So since my hands weren't so big, just to try to do it.
0: But you, um, you used to lean, you used to lean and sometimes you'll be in there like this and when you get to the rim, you just like, you tap your shoulder. <laughs> like, the real, you right here, you're
1: like, you like. Nah, you can't... was the first person I see just throw the ball in, so I I got would,
0: it from you though. Like, I used to I, watch but, you doing and like. You would lean like Scotty Pippen used to, you know, he come across and dunk it, but you, you used to lean. As soon as you get to the rim, you're turning. And You like,
1: know what I said. Everybody thought they could do the Jordan dunk. Man, see? Like, I they kicked the rim. Yeah, yeah. Everybody right, so
0: outside that. of the, the dunk, the N1 dunk you got on Q, what is your favorite dunk? He didn't even <laughs> remember <laughs> that dunk, bro, but go ahead.
1: Um, my favorite <laughs> dunk, I think. Uh, in Miami man they try to trap me on baseline. I remember Jordan did that spin move. On you and uh, Oakley in and, you and them. And I, I didn't really dunk on nobody, but I just thought about Michael Jordan at that moment. I thought I was emulating the best way I could. I got a one hand dunk baseline.
2: Hey tell me this, right? Like D always say this about, you know, guys that that I when you get a special nickname, right? Like it's one thing to nickname yourself or to call yourself something. Like you got a you got a nickname it, Stevie franchise. Like like that that not only is a nickname, but like the meaning behind it. That means like you arrived, at like I'm a franchise, I'm number one. I'm, I'm the chise. <laughs> like you number feel one. me? Like tell me how it felt when you heard, you know, be a, you start being called that and that became like your nickname and you became a household
1: name with that. How did that feel? I think an attachment to Hakeem, the way that he taught me of, of being that type of player, being early and leaving late. And I, I think that I, I exposed that early in my career. To, like when Cynthia Cooper said she was in the gym, I was one of the guys with her at 6 o'clock in the morning. before They practiced before us. So when she was working out, I would talk to her about how does it – how do you become a leader? You just won three champions. So my rookie year, they were be in season. So I'd be in the summer of the gym. And I work out with her and ask her how it is to be a champion. So uh, I think a lot of people around town and the commentators probably got wind of that. And I was taking the right proper steps to, you know, fill in for a king steps and hopefully get the city some championship. So I think it was a testament to my last name, too, Francis. So. Right, right. Yeah. Now, uh,
0: start bench cut. Uh-oh. You got to start one, you got to bench one, you got to cut one. Steph Curry. Kyrie Irving, Damon Lillard. Oh, you got quiet. <laughs> you got quiet now.
1: <laughs> I got to go with Dane. And starter? I, I like nah, I, I, I like Dane because I bench Dane, I start Steph. Because he got championships and experience. And we need somebody to get everybody involved at first. And Steph don't have to. If Dane don't get... Himself involved, his team going to go down, but Steph got more options to get somebody else to get him get them started. But Dame, if he ain't started, I don't know if Portland going ignite, huh? So I'm gonna cut because it's too much baggage. Oh, okay, okay, oh, I feel you. I hear you. I'm not saying he's a bad basketball player, great basketball player, but the focus on winning championships should be the most important thing.
0: Who is your favorite five? Not your top five, but your favorite five to watch and. In- Way to play it against or, or watch play. Who was your favorite
1: five? I think my uh, the time we played the All Star game, we went big. It was me, Kobe, Kevin Garnett, Yao, and Shaq. That was a great. That was a great time. That's my favorite five. All right, just give me the ball, okay? Nothing really jerkable but Kobe and me. So I was like more <laughs> of those guys. So that was that, that's five I played with.
2: All right, man, that's a wrap, man. We appreciate you pulling up, Wink. This been a cool stroll down memory lane, man. Y'all, check this out. This is with the one and only City Stevie Franchise in the one. building. Appreciate you, my bro.
1: Thanks. Nice. Anytime, man. Holla
2: fellas. Yes, sir. Uh, knuckle up. <laughs>
1: playerstribute.com